Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. I'm Nick Hayes. And I'm Carmen Braidwood. You are. You are indeed. Hi. Uh, good. It's property. Calm's property. Do you property. own your own house? I own a, a house. Right. Yes, and a half. I own a house and a half. A house and a half. Yes. Oh, who, who owns the other half? The husband. Oh, yeah. Thankfully. Course. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It'd been awkward if it was some ex, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such. It's one of your biggest purchases you ever make. It is. And we all have in our mind, I think, a dream home. Something we would love to live in, right? Oh, dream home. And, and when I think of dream homes, I think of D- Danielle Jaja. Danielle <laughs> Jaja is here for us. Come in nice and close. Hello, how are you? Oh, very good, very good. Now, you, you are probably one of Perth's sort of more elite real estate agents. Oh, that's is very that kind of you, Nick. Is, well, I'll take it. You want to take, take it? it. <laughs> Do you own that? I'll claim it. I own it. <laughs> Look, one of the great things I, I love about Carbs, I've, I've, I've been working with Danielle a little bit there, is that all the Ivanoff houses mm. seem to go into your books. Is that a, uh, is, is that a fair statement or is it a few of them? It's, no, it is so far fair. Um, one actually slipped through the radar. <gasps> it sold in Darlington recently and nobody knew – well, the agent didn't know it was an Ivanoff. Wow. Which missed is a whole other story. But um, missed opportunity, absolutely. But, um, yes, I have um, fortunately represented four of those and um, just actually sold um, Ivanoff House in Florida, which was Ivanoff's own house. Yes. Which was um, pretty special to say the least. Can you give the uninitiated like me who's a total <laughs> Neanderthal with this kind of thing. Can I just say, it, one of the Ivanoff houses is in my street. Oh, wow. In Karina. Oh, yes, it is. Well, you it are is. fancy, aren't you, four, four doors down, and he yes. listens to the podcast. Amazing. <laughs> He's a big listener. Hi, Ash. Hi, Ash. Good work. So, so what typifies a beautiful Ivanoff home? Oh, look, I think there's certainly sort of signature aspects to an Ivanoff. Um, I mean, he was a Bulgarian-born um, architect and, um, you know, I, I guess the concrete block work is quite prolific with Ivanoff, um, as is the case of Ivanoff House and Featherby House, where it's actually constructed of beautiful concrete Besser blocks. Yeah. Um, you know, signature sort of mid-century design as well. Mm. Um He was quite notorious for his use of sort of solar passive design principles, you know, back in the day. You know, those are sort of catchphrases today. But, um, you know, we're talking about the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And he was doing that then. And um, he was very big on incorporating sort of the outside um, within the home. So um, really beautiful sort of open planning, lots of use of sort of glazing and what have you, lots of um, timber use and natural materials as well. Um, He's a genius, to be honest. I think his work is amazing. Good for the Perth lifestyle. And, and what we're hearing there as an example of who you are, Danielle, as a talent for, for, for print and for radio and broadcasting and TV is that these are interesting stories. The, the houses, yeah. and they're very, very desirable. The person who made them and designed them is desirable and interesting to hear about. Do Absolutely. you find people just could talk your ear off about this stuff all day? Oh, look, I, I do. And I think sort of um, probably more so now than ever, I think Perth people are actually um, really wanting to talk about design and they appreciate design. I think um, social media has probably helped that over the sure. years. I mean, I've been doing real estate for 20 years and, and certainly design was not really a huge topic of conversation 20 years ago. And obviously, 
it, it existed, don't get me wrong, but I think now um, design has become so mainstream and it really is, you know, every you've got sort of shows like The Block and all those sorts of sort of home improvement shows yeah. and what have you, I think, also helping with that kind of thing. Um you know, people want to sort of, um, I guess they follow trends more than they did before. They buy the magazines, they they read Architectural Digest and so forth. And um, yeah, I think I think we're celebrating design a lot more now than what we were. What I love about this, Carms, is that these kind of houses, and mm. because what you do, Danielle, with such exclusive sort of houses, they've got a backstory. Yeah. They've got always. something to talk about it. And I yes. think what you're talking about, where we've maybe changed over the last 20 years, a house is not just a home. It's not Absolutely. just somewhere where you reside. It mm. is your, it is, it is, oh God, I'm going back to the castle. It's your, you know, <laughs> it's your castle. Well, true. It and is. it's a, a principal investment. It's a massive investment. Well, a big, you're one of the biggest ones that you'll make. But if you can talk about it in a way that we are just doing this now. Certainly. Oh, I, yeah. I, don't you want to just throttle that real estate agent oh. that sold that house and did not knowing <laughs> it was an Ivanov? Honestly, it does my head. It is. It, it is. It's a missed opportunity and and I feel for the owners and, and what have you. I mean, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? But, um, but the to buyer, be honest, the buyer. Yeah, they got the win. Oh, yes, what? the buyer got the win. Absolutely. <laughs> There's your story. Absolutely. In fact, I was speaking to um, another person, I won't name any names, um, but he did go to the viewing and we had a chat sort to post this event and um, and he knew it was an Ivanov <gasps> and um, he didn't actually end up um, going for it. Oh, yeah. um, but anyway, yes, I guess um, it's, it's all well and good for people who know but if you don't, you... Yeah, it's not in the out. hands of anyone who's going to tear it down, is it? No, it's not. I, look, I, I'm not involved in it, but no, as far as I understand, they are going to retain it, and hopefully now they know a bit more about um, Ivanov. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. me too. I'm learning today. Oh, oh they're beautiful homes, stuff. and to Ash, who does listen to this particular podcast, mm. he's he's brought his Ivanov back to its original state he has. and done a beautiful job at it, and it's uh, it's, it's impressive. Um, Danielle, what is it about? Because it's not just the Ivanov houses. You've done. You, you're getting some media for some of the unique houses. Yes. You're actually is it something that you seek out that's unique or do the or the sellers seek you oh, out? Oh, look, it's a bit of both at the moment. I mean, our, our brand um, has very much sort of made a claim for specialising in that space this year. And so I guess part of that is strategy from our behalf. But I think, you know, Perth people talk and I guess if, if you sort of, you know, they see you've listed, you know, a, a, an Ivanoff or what have you, then somebody who's got a home that um, is perhaps architectural gives you a call and I guess, um, yeah, sort of word of mouth certainly gets around. And I guess as far as the media goes. Oh, Nick's just getting a phone call, you guys. Um, so, oh, it's a carton. Yeah, it's definitely a carton for me, I would say. And for you, yourself, Danielle, whatever you carton. drink. Absolutely. <laughs> good. I'm in good company then if, uh, if you guys like cartons. I know. Look, to be honest, if it's not my smart watch it's Nick's phone by the sounds of it I've finally learned how to turn the watch onto cinema mode just yeah. quietly fancy update for listeners Ooh. who've been following that saga I didn't know that one <laughs> um so yeah, so media. Look, it, it has become something I think that we seek out um, as well. I mean, media has really helped bolster those those properties too. I think it it helps complete a package when you're looking at a marketing um, mm-hmm. sort of strategy and you're looking at a narrative around a home. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I guess it's like that Darlington House sort of sort of slipping through the cracks. It's a shame, but I guess if people knew about it, mm. ultimately, I guess that would have affected the top dollar and um, the mm. bottom line. And so yeah, so media certainly plays into that for sure. I mean, some of the media here. I just want to go through it, Carl because I've just got it listed here. Yeah. You've got uh, uh, Domain Prestige in the AFR. Amazing. You've got the Australian Home Hunt, Channel 10 News. Uh, again, the Design Files, Nova 937, the West Australian mm-hmm. Domain News, realestate.com.au, Subiaco mm-hmm. Post, 
it's a pretty impressive lineup, and it's not yeah. because I, I suppose there's a lot of trust and uh, value that they put into uh, a Absolutely. real estate agent. We've got to believe that you are on our side and going to get the best possible yeah. price. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that kind of work, that kind of presentation. You've got to be up there, don't you? Oh, you do. And, and I think at the end of the day, um, I guess f- f- as far as my opinion goes, I think gone are the days where you can just list a property on realestate.com and domain and sort of wait for the phone to ring and hope for the best. I think if that's your strategy, that's not really a strategy, I guess, in my opinion. And I think the other thing too, you know, if, if you have got a beautiful home, why wouldn't you you know, have every string in your bow working for you. You know, why wouldn't you package it up beautifully? Why wouldn't you take that video? Why wouldn't you do a virtual tour? Why wouldn't you get press? You know, why wouldn't you present it to the highest possible standards? And I guess from my perspective, you know, we are about excellence, you know, without sounding like a sort of a hashtag, you know, there. But I guess when we take on a home, we want to make sure that we get it maximum exposure, which ultimately affects, you know, maximum dollar as well. So even in a market as hot as the Perth property market is, right? Right now, is there more money out there to be found? Oh, yeah, look, I think so. I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, we, we um, uh, had a sale on the weekend in a, in a street that, you know, seemingly, you know, was already sort of doing very well and we cracked another record in that street. Wow. Um, yeah, look, I think there is. And, and look, you know, I'm not an economist. Um, I read probably just as much as you guys read about sort of the market and what's predicted for this year. But I certainly think, look, there, there's still steam in it. At least that's what we're finding. Um, inquiries are not slowing down. Offers are not slowing down. Interest is not slowing down um look i guess you know we'll wait and see what happens but yeah it's an amazing industry i mean Mm. when you think about it that you know you can have your highs and your lows it was not only you know not too many years ago we were in a a complete slump yeah and i was in it too yeah so (laughs) it's riding the highs and lows how do you deal with that because you know you can't i mean as much as an economist you say you're not one but you, you sort of can predict a little bit of the the trends yeah how do you ride with it? Look, I guess from a real estate perspective, just talking real estate alone, you know, there's always buyers and sellers in any market. And I guess um, from a business perspective, you know, you've just got to keep working hard through every market. And I have been through every market that the last 20 years has seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've been through the GSC, I've been through the mining boom. Um, you know, I've been through that time where, you know, you're just waiting for the phone to ring and things aren't happening, of course, you know, mm. then you've got to go out there and make things happen and think more laterally. So I guess you, you ride through through it by being tenacious and um, and just working really hard and then thinking laterally about solutions and strategies. You know, where else can we put this property? How else can we find them? Who are we speaking to? And, and I think that's the thing about real estate for me. It's not just a case of, again, picking, you know, picking up that listing, listing it on realestate.com. It's actually about, okay, who is the the buyer? Mm. How do we find them? How do we reach them? What are they reading? What media are they, you know, reading or, you know, consuming? Um, where on social media are they? You know, all of those things. It's, it's quite a comprehensive conversation we have at the outset of every listing that we actually take on. So, yeah. And so that involves the, uh, the comprehensive listing stage. Does that involve finding that story behind the home? Oh, definitely. So when we sort of sit down and we've got a particular listing and, um, you know, we're sort of, I guess, brainstorming, you know, we go through that process, you know, we are, we're thinking about, okay, so who is that party? Um, you know, what's the demographic? Where are they? Um, so we, and then I guess, how do we speak to them? So what is the narrative? What would they want to, what, what, what is it about the home that they'd actually want to know about? So absolutely, it's sort of a full turnkey process of, you know, working out who they are and then how to speak to them. And how do you go about getting the press? Have you been quite proactive in seeking that out? Yes, or? well, Media Stable are fabulous. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 
just handed him that one, didn't I? That, in that department. I mean, I'd be remiss for not mentioning it. Um, but, yeah, so, look, certainly, you know, the guys here have been amazing. And, um, and look, I guess over time too, you know, you, you obviously build up relationships with certain journalists and what have you. And, um, you know, word sort of travels. There's been times... I've reached out to them, you know, directly, um, giving them a heads up, you know, ahead of time. And so, yeah, definitely always sort of nurturing those relationships and, um, yeah, what, going for it. What you have become is is a bit of a media asset and we refer to oh, that as, a, as someone who has got good content, mm. um, can deliver and, you know, uh, does have a story behind them because if you continue to do that, and I think that's what you've created here, oh, thanks, particularly thanks. with the content that you've produced, um, you know, you will be doing this all on your own very, very shortly mm -hmm. because you've built that reputation and you're sure. doing that. And I, look, I love that because it's it's what I think all experts and commentators yeah. out there need to do is just strive to be a media asset, strive to you yes. know, produce the best possible content that you can so that uh, you do have media knocking on your doors. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's dive into the Danielle story then. How did it all get started for you? What What's um, brought on this really keen interest in design? Oh, look, I think I've always, to be fair, like I've always been really passionate about design. When I started in real estate in my 20s, you know, I was always walking down to Cloister Square, you know, news agency, buying all of the design magazines and what have you, and always sort of keeping abreast of what was happening out there in the design world. Um, and I was very lucky, actually, very early on in my career to, to work alongside some architects in various projects and what have you. And I think that whet my ap appetite for the design process and I guess what was possible. Um, I actually studied interior design for a hot second. Um, <laughs> I was always, you know, working full time as an agent, but I thought, you know what, I'd actually like to understand this in a, on a more intellectual basis. So I did, um, went to TAFE, actually didn't finish it. So it was, it, for me, it wasn't about actually getting a, you know, certification hmm. or a qualification, I should say. It was just about getting some all round, you know, um, genuine knowledge in that space. Why didn't you finish it? Oh, look, I, I think for me, you know, I always wanted to... to be a real estate agent and, yep. and be in business for myself and I guess I was never going to take on clients even though you know you, you do get sort of asked for your opinion along, along the way it was never about that for me yeah. mm. I think and also I got awfully busy I too I so, got busy running know, the biz absolutely yeah. and so you know something had to give and, and it was that because that was sort of secondary and sort of I guess adding a string to my bow um and I think it, it, it just comes from a genuine passion, you know, like I hear so many real estate agents sort of say, you know, th that they're passionate about architecture, but then nothing that they do really sort of backs that up or suggests that that is in fact the case. Mm. Whereas I generally, like I, I genuinely live and breathe it, you know. Yeah, yeah what's your um, house like? Oh, look, my, my house, I would say, is currently very eclectic. We've, we've got, you know, two people who have come together with, with their style and their taste. But um, we, we've got a character house yep. and um, it's, it's not this architectural crazy, um, crazy house. But I um, bet you have a good eye and you've chosen oh, accordingly. Look, beautiful hang on, hang on, I'm just going to stop you there. Now, what's the <laughs> definition of a character house? Because we've got to remember here that we've got real estate agents speak here. Because a character, oh, yes, a character yes. house. That's is that uh, it's 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 a clinker brick or a kind of so 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 look so so character <laughs> house. And, and by yeah. the way, I do sell character houses. I just sold one on the weekend. Yeah, but um, look, this is like a 1900s, you know, house. I'm um, just near Hyde Park, and so you know, it's wooden Ooh, floorboards. Yes. Um, you know, beautiful old sort of character features like stained glass and yes. high ceilings, all that sort of stuff. Tin roof, beautiful. brick brick construction. Um, but no, we've got it filled with um, beautiful design pieces that I've bought over the years and invested in. 
And I remember, you know, one piece I really wanted was a Charles Eames lounge chair back in my 20s. And, of course, at the time I couldn't afford one. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a treat sort of, I don't know, in my late 20s maybe or 30 or so. I sort of went out and, you know, splashed down on one of those chairs. And I guess over time, you know, of course, you know, as you evolve as an adult out in the world, you know, you acquire pieces. And, um, yeah, it's, it's filled with lots of beautiful items. I have to ask next though, Nick, like what's the dream house look like? Ooh, that's that's really hard. And I think it's probably even harder for me because I am in real estate and I go inside of these beautiful homes and go to different locations. And I think because I don't sell in just one suburb, I sell across the metro area. um, I'm really fortunate that I get to see a lot of beautiful homes. Um, Look, I think ultimately, I think um, we would go through the build process at some point, I think, to experience that. Um, I can't really answer that for you, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I love Ivanov and, and maybe that there's a place in my life where that will exist, mm. um, one of his his houses. Yeah, I don't know. It, it changes. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like next asking, week it'll be a different answer. Yeah. It'd be asking who's your favourite child or, you know, oh. in the same kind of space. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't correct. know, but at the moment my oldest is, so uh, for the <laughs> record. Um, communication as a real estate agent, I'm just sort of pepped into that a character home. Yes. Mm. I, I've always found real estate agents to have uh, an incredible vocab and use of words to describe. Sometimes a little overinflated. Absolutely. Over embellished that kind of, yes. you know, that knockabout house that well, should be knocked down. <laughs> kind renovate of renovate or detonate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> renovate or detonate. It's, it's, it's a, a trust affecting thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do, do agents themselves go and do courses to, to, to write the way or is, uh, is this no. done by someone else? Look, well, funnily enough, um, sometimes it's done by me and they just copy and paste what I write, actually. <laughs> you see a bit of that happening? <laughs> no, yeah. look, it actually, yeah, no, it, it did happen just very recently. But um, look, no, I, I think real estate is very much an industry where people read what other people are writing and, um, you know, there's a mm. lot of sort of um, taking from there and taking from there. There, are, I mean, look, we, we, we have REWA, the Real Estate Institute of WA. They're not there to teach us about architectural features. They're there to keep us honest and yeah. um, acting within the law. So, no. No, look, generally speaking, it's just, um, it's it's experience on the ground. It's, you know, getting an understanding as to sort of what that house is and then, okay, that's noted. Then you sell another house and then, you know, that's noted. So, no, there's there's no, um, no, no, no schools there. There perhaps should be. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's creative <laughs> some writing. Some of the things that I read, but yeah. It's very creative. It's copy. So, oh, it is. Copy. And it's, yeah. and it's the kind of copy that you sort of, I think, especially in a market where it's not, you know, they're not jumping out of the paper. They're not jumping off the listings to, to sell. You've got to be creative, and it's cutthroat as well. Yeah, I, I was going to go. My next question was going along the lines of, you're in that unique, unique position of sort of being in that elite real estate, but is there competition? Are you? Do you see competition oh. amongst your peers? And you know, do you feel any of the pressure there? Oh, look, I don't feel the pressure. I think there's definitely competition, you know. I guess when you go to pitch for a listing, um, if somebody has, you know, come to me directly, often I'm the only one that they've actually asked to come through and, and, um, and look at the home and pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, you know, you might be one of five and so there's there's definitely competition and so I guess therefore, you know, you've got to understand what your point of difference is in that. Um, but to be fair, Nick, look, I've always stuck in my own lane with this stuff, you know. Mm. I'm aware of what other people are doing but, you know, I just want to focus on what I'm doing and I think, you know, there, there's 
enough business out there for everybody. Um, so I don't sort of get too caught up in sort of the competitiveness of it all. It's sounds, a shame. It sounds a little bit like you, Carmen. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you, I'm, I'm you, the same. That is exactly that what way. you do. Yeah, I, I, I firmly believe you shouldn't compare and just stay in your own lane and do your business, you know. And I think there are plenty of people who media train just like I do, but I have a niche that I work towards with confidence on camera. And, and we all do the same thing. You've got a niche uh, with the kind of properties that you sell. But I, I mean, the caddy side of me was prepared to say there are there are definitely some content opportunities. For a start, I was thinking you are more like grand designs, amazing mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. between about architectural feats in homes and, and our desire to live and experience those homes. Mm-hmm. But then you could do something real selling sunset style, couldn't you? <laughs> Sit in Perth. You could have all the top real estate agents selling. And there is so much money in Perth. There are oh. so many amazing properties in Perth. Imagine the stories you guys could tell oh, absolutely. about the houses absolutely. you sell. Oh, look, there's definitely, I think, um, well, you know, they've got obviously a show over in Sydney, um, Lux Listings, I think yeah. it's called. But, um, oh, there's, there's a huge amount of money. And, and look, we actually do have beautiful homes and we've got significant homes. And, and as you say, Nick, they've all got a story. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, look, there's, there's definitely scope for that, I'm sure. I think we buy the story. I love a story behind something, you know. Anything. Whether it's a glass of wine or, or I should say a bottle of wine um, or, or anything that we can sort of communicate to others because that's what's beautiful about it. And when we can take it from another level that is not going to be just purely the bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. It's it's and, and I, I, the most personal thing about a home and you are selling people's lives. They're, they're yeah. literally going to grow. They're going to have families. They're going to, um, you know, take... Absolutely. It's, well, they're going to live so better. so human. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you have to be quite sort of sensitive about that too, I think, you know. It's it's never just a transaction for a seller. There are so many dynamics involved, you know, and it's not just financial, you know. They're, they're moving on to something greater or sometimes they're moving on to something not so great, you yeah. know. Um, and so, and, and, you know, there can be dynamics in the family that are changing. Sure. And so, um, yeah, part of my role is, is also not just to strategize and, and provide professional advice and it's certainly not to provide counselling, <laughs> but it's also to be there as, as a as a sounding board and I guess as a, as a rock for them through yeah, that process. Yeah, but a discretion. Because you, you, you get to witness it all. You, you witness the emotion. You get sort of um, – you get let into all of that um, – and it's quite an important role to actually have, really. Yeah, you're quite right. You know, it's a bit like a lawyer or a bit like a, a funeral director. I mean, let's be honest. You yeah. know, you're dealing with maybe end of life, Absolutely. end of marriage, uh, families leaving the nest, and mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of serious life changes tend to happen around a turnover of real estate. Absolutely. And I, I sense the way that you've even handled yourself in this podcast. You're a good communicator, and you know, oh, talker. You. you can, you you can handle yourself. And, and is that part of a, a good real estate agent is that they can handle any of those situations that Carms has just mentioned. It's like every every house has a different story behind yeah. it, but every house every purchaser has a different story too to go with it. Absolutely. I, I think so, Nick. I guess, you know, having some confidence I think is really important because they do actually rely on you. I mean, I've got several clients at the moment who are basically, and do say, Daniel, whatever you think is best. And so I guess when you sort of accept that responsibility, whatever you think is best, you think, oof, okay, this really is on me. That is an amazing <laughs> you know? line, whatever you think yeah. is best. And I think that is where you're at, is obviously you've built that reputation to do oh, that. Oh, and, and I'm so grateful. And to be honest, I, I think from that perspective, you know, that is my dream. When a client entrusts in me, you know, to just do my thing. And, and don't get me wrong, it's a very collaborative process that I go through with my clients. They are always with me every step of the way, always in the loop and always part of those decision-making processes. But when a client just goes, you know what, 
Danielle, you've got this, just go forth and conquer. That's like, you know, music to my ears because I, I guess, you know, it, it provides sort of a seamless process of marketing, a seamless process of decision-making from our side. It means we can go out there, do our thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, be loud and proud or whatever it is about our strategy that we need to be, um, I guess, without being micromanaged, you know, through that process. It's pretty cool. That makes me think that's the equivalent of a used car salesman developing trust because let's face it, there are a lot of people who are sceptical of real estate agents. 100%. So within your industry, you've been able to build trust. Now, there's you sort of said, oh, I'm grateful for that, but there's work that goes into that. What yeah. What's the work that you've done to build trust? Oh, look, I think... Um I guess without sort of tooting my own horn, I toot guess do it. Toot away. If you're not going mean, to toot on a podcast, I'm, I'm a good person to begin with, I guess. So that probably <laughs> that helps. helps. I would say <laughs> from the outset. Um, I don't know. Look, I guess I can only sort of delve back to feedback. I guess that I get from from clients and. Um, you know, I, I, I've got one currently and, um, you know, the property had actually been listed previously with another agent and it was unsuccessful and um, and they're, you know, listing the property with me and, you know, so far they've had like a chalk and cheese experience and mm. they could tell, I guess, from the outset, I guess the benefit there is actually had hindsight. They actually had something to compare me to mm. um, and I guess from that perspective it's been vastly different both by means of um, advice provided to them, the communication and I guess the quality of the production they're getting and the resources they're getting through us as well. Um, and I think like, you know, over time, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm without sort of hashtag empath, like I do feel, you know, like I do feel for my clients, you know, I, I pay attention to what their needs are. Um, I mean, one of the questions I'll always ask when I actually sit down with the client before I've got the listing is what's important to you, you know, and what are you actually looking for in an agent? Um, because so many agents sit down in a pitch and it's like, talk at you, talk at you, here's what we do, bells and whistles, bells and whistles. Glitz glamour. You know, absolutely. Can I get the listing now? You know, commission, um, you know, whereas we take sort of a counterintuitive approach to that. We absolutely pitch for the listing and, and explain what we can do for them. But it's not about us. It is genuinely about them and it's about understanding their home too. Um, and I think a lot of agents don't spend the time up front to actually do that, whereas we invest time into our clients every step of the way. I'm turning this back to media because it's mm, uh, it. it is about this is what the experts podcast is about. But what I love hearing about that is that you're doing exactly what experts need to be doing with audience. Yes, you know, mm. make it about them. Make it yes. the content, the information, the news, whatever it is. Make it about them and the platform that uh, that that they're broadcasting from the audiences that are sitting there. Uh, and when you do that, you're not actually selling. You're, Absolutely. you're actually just having a relationship and, and building a, a, an opportunity. Now, I would say most people want to sell, obviously, when they're doing that, yes, but yes. they want to see your best. But trust is a big thing here. Definitely, definitely. And I think that soft sell um, – you know, I mean, uh, a beautiful home in a beautiful location that's priced well will sell itself, you know. Um, but I guess, you know, selling is an art and I think um, you don't have to be a sleazy salesperson if you actually have a few more skills, you know, up your sleeve. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a soft sell can sometimes be incredibly powerful. And that's not to say, you know, we are still salespeople. Like, you know, we still do the buyer follow-up and what have you and, you know, talk through objections and all that sort of stuff. But it's done in what I'd like to think is a tasteful, humane way, really. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably your success in the media, I would say, also comes from your ability to make your own content. So you get it. Yes, yes, yes. What has That's been your preferred media? I mean, you do a lot of is, – is print still the domain, I suppose, of the real estate agent? Oh, look, I think print um, print is certainly, I think, really powerful with, with, with individual properties. Yep. Um, I, I guess um, – yeah, look, print – you know, I love print and I guess um, be it um, – you know, obviously, you know, publications like The West or The Australian or The AFR, they're really powerful for our readership or our customer base. Sure. Um, you know, obviously there's huge value in, in TV and what have you as well and, and radio. I mean, look, I think it's all really good. And and I guess um, when we, if we're not talking about media for us as a brand, but media more so for a, a property, I guess we sort of just go out there to sort of try to get the best that we can and, and what we can that's, yeah. yeah going to help us along the way. Mm, but, uh, um, yeah, media for your brand as as an agency, of course, is incredibly powerful, particularly when it is um, broadcast. And I'm a broadcaster, so I'm always going to kind of lean toward that. But yes. I think that, you know, the, the profile-raising ability of having a, a, a TV station logo or a radio station logo on your website yes. is very powerful, isn't it? Yes. Oh, look, absolutely. And, and I have to say, look, I haven't done a huge amount of TV. I mean, I, I've done bits and pieces over the years, but um, certainly, and, and given an opportunity, Absolutely, I think you know. There's there's probably nothing more powerful probably than that. She'd be great, say. producers. If you're listening, <laughs> I can tell. Just well, bring just Danielle even, in. But just even in the listening of <laughs> this podcast, true, yeah. I mean, it's a natural radio conversation. You've got a good tempo, and and the trust that you even have in your, your own voice is just like I'm going. Yeah. I'm not even looking to buy a house right now, but I feel like I, I need to buy one I right want, now. I want one. I want one. <laughs> I'm ready for a house. That's very kind. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time. I I, I just want to have a, a, a quick chat with you then. Um, just on the market itself, because I think you know a lot of people that will be listening. This this, this broadcast nationally, um, we tend to get numbers from from Sydney, from Melbourne, from Perth. There seems to be ups and downs, mm-hmm. etc. Does that? How does that work for the actual agent themselves? Because everyone who you know picks up the paper, listens to the the, the radio, or mm-hmm. watches TV, they think they know all about the property <laughs> game. They do. They they it's just because they've got Google there doesn't necessarily make them the expert. What what do you do with the data? What do you do with the numbers? Are they, are they accurate? Do they oh. do they really set the right picture? Look, I, I think you've got to look at two things, Nick. You've got to look at sort of what you're reading out there in the marketplace and in the press and certainly looking at those sort of global statistics. And when I say global, I just mean sort of on a more fundamental basis of sort of the national, you know, stats and sort of WA stats. But then I think it's really important. Like we are also a data-driven agency as well. So we're capturing our own data yep. when it comes to, you know, inquiry level, um, you know, how we categorise those, um, you know, turnaround times, you know, days on market, all of that sort of stuff as well. So I guess they're... They're two conversations that we have and I think, you know, we assess what's happening in real time um, but also at the same time when we're giving advice as to, for example, like say you've just listed a property and you've gotten sort of early offers up front, um, I guess we need to know, okay, is there more steam? Can we actually push that further? Like is it going to be better for them to sell in four weeks' mm. time, you know, or, or are they better off dealing with it sort of right now and, and then? And so I guess you've got to also understand, you know, what's happening in four weeks' time? Is there an election, you know? Is there something else changing in the marketplace that could affect, you know, buyer behaviour or, or, or their attention? And so I guess, yeah, you absolutely have to be aware of sort of what's happening on a macro level um, but also really intimately understand what's happening um, on, on sort of a micro level with, with your own data. that's the question. That is the question I believe that most broadcasters, myself included, will try and get from you. Like, give me a snapshot right now. Should I sell my house or should I be trying to buy? Like, yes. That is 
That's yes. just what I want. And I find over the years, a real estate is prepared to give me that snapshot is very, very hard to find. Yeah. And look, and to be honest, it's, it's also hard for us to kind of, it's hard to predict. You know, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, what I'm seeing right now is that it's still a really good time to sell. I mean, there are crazy things happening out there in the marketplace. Um, you know, but, but sort of funnily enough, you know, I, I'm also thinking about buying myself. But I mean, I, I'm sort of less interested, I guess, in what the market is doing. You know, I'm looking at buying sort of the next kind of potential, not future home, sort of not not forever home, but something yeah. that's going to be in my family for a long period of time. In which yeah. case, if I pay a bit more today, I'm not too fussed because I want what I want and I guess I want to <laughs> yeah. be able to accommodate what we want to accommodate. What's Good it like for a real estate agent dealing with another real estate agent? Is it, that, must, <laughs> that would be unreal. I reckon that's just got to be, no, no, come on, you can do better than that or come on, where are we going? Oh, look, you know, <laughs> uh, again, Nick, you know, come on, I, I do stick to my own lane. I mean, there's some crackers out there, I'll say that much, but... Uh, <laughs> There's a TV show in that. There There's is another a, one. I think this, this is a TV show here in You're Perth. Happen. Rock and roll. Look, I'm sure there is. Danielle Jaja, beautiful to have you here on the Experts oh. Podcast. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Uh, probably the best thing to go to our website, um, jajaproperty.com, which is Z S A Z S A property.com. That's very good because it's very differently spelt your surname. It is. It's not Gia Gia. Jaja like Gabor, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John Solvana, for letting me know on that one. Um, Great great to have you, company. Thank you so much, guys. It's Uh, been a total pleasure. What a great chat, Carves, because it's it's property. You know, I, I even listen to the property shows when I'm not even looking. Uh, yeah, I, I find them interesting, but I have over the years found them a bit same-same. So if you're ready true. to change it up, find a talent like Danielle. Yeah, get on to Danielle. You've been just given her uh, email address. You need her <laughs> on your books. Well, that's another episode of the Experts Podcast. Thanks for your company, and we look forward to having yours next week when we speak to another expert or another media. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au